Welcome to Exploring Possibility. I'm your host, Christopher Giel, and with this show, my mission is to empower you. I want to inspire those who have forgotten their true worth, their highest potential, and their ultimate capability. I'll be exploring topics that are aimed towards personal growth to help you gain insight and approach life with new perspectives. I want you to increase your impact and help you live a more fulfilling life because limited thinking equals limited being. Let the show begin. Hi there and welcome to Exploring Possibility. This is episode number 10. So welcome to everybody listening today. Firstly, if you're a new listener, welcome to the show. If you haven't subscribed yet, now is that opportunity to subscribe. I don't want you to miss out on any future episodes. And then secondly, I just want to quickly tell you about our Facebook community that I am starting. It's not running yet, but I am getting people into the group just to support one another. And so we can discuss all the things that we discussed during the episodes and just you know go a little bit deeper into that and see how we can integrate that into our lives because I just believe in action as soon as you get the wisdom. So yeah, if, you look, if you're looking to join that community, it's going to be so resourceful to you. So go into Facebook, search for Exploring Possibility, or alternatively go onto the website, exploringpossibility.co.za, where you'll see the Facebook community and then join through that. So yeah, just uh, getting into this episode, uh, it's a rainy day today, uh, although, although, although it's quite rainy and dark and wet and cold. I'm still happy. I'm still ready. I'm still keen to share with you my guest today. So let's get into that. My guest today, his name is Jack Murray and he is, he's basically in the business of helping coaches, consultants, and mentors monetize and scale their business. Most of these strategies that he teaches goes beyond business and is actually interwoven with life and personal development. And that is what fascinated me about, about Jack. In 2012, they actually started a coaching school in Australia called the Australian Institute of Coaching, and it sold in, and he sold it again in 2015. It to this day, it still remains one of the most successful life coaching schools in Australia. I think that is such an amazing platform that he built. And his journey basically started with a simple Tony Robbins event, which we all know that he went to. But I'll leave his story to him so you can you can listen to him explain why he did what he did and how he got into that. So just to touch on what we spoke about, we spoke about uh, the biggest challenges that he overcame in his life when going through all of those things and also the value of mentorship, the way to stretch our thinking and something very, very cool towards the end, which is a spiritual contract. I've never heard anyone speak about spiritual contracts. So yeah, stay tuned to the final part of the episode to see what he means by a spiritual contract and how that can possibly possibly benefit you, your relationships, or even your business. Other than that, that's all I have to say for this this intro. Stay tuned and let's jump in. Hi there, Jack, and welcome to Exploring Possibility. I'm so stoked to have you on the show today. Hey, Chris, thanks for having me on. I'm just as excited to be on, so thank you. Awesome, man. So as with all my other guests, uh, I love jumping into where exactly they came from and just so people have context for the show. So tell us a little bit more about what you're currently up to, like uh, are you in business, what is your business like, and then perhaps on where it all started. Yeah, sure. So I'm in the business of helping coaches, consultants, and mentors monetize and scale their business. 
However, this started many years ago, back in actually 2008 at a Tony Robbins event. Um, I think more than anybody, uh, I think your listeners might be, you know, at a place in their journeys where they're almost at a crossroads and they're like, okay, I know I'm onto something here with this whole personal development thing, but they're not quite sure in which direction they're heading. So what I did was in the same position as I went to a Tony Robbins seminar because I knew I needed to improve the areas of my life. I just wasn't happy that I wasn't living up to my full potential. So like I said, 2008, I'm at a Tony Robbins event and things started to make sense to me for the first time pretty much ever at a level of learning. And what I mean by that is it made sense to me that the participants would engage in the learning rather than in the school system, you would sit there passive, you'd be be encouraged to memorise rather than to learn and integrate the learnings into who you are. So this was really the start of my personal development journey and um, I'm grateful for Tony for that. And as I've grown since then, I got to meet Tony. Um, a few, it was actually a few years later in 2013. So I continually make an effort to honor source and share the resources that have really transformed my life. That was a UPW event called Unleash the Power Within. And I like to go there every few years because you get different learnings as you go for what you're, you're ready for rather than because you, you're always filtering out things. So that's really been the start of my journey, Chris. It's so funny that you mentioned that because that was my next follow-up question. I wanted to ask you about that event. I wanted to ask you, how was the event? Because I've, I also met Tony virtually, so via yes, his content and stuff, um, yes. so maybe two, three years ago. So not as far back yeah. as you did, but yes. he came onto my journey about two, three years ago and it completely shifted my perspective on how we can think, how we can impact, how we can be as a human being and how much potential we have. And for me also, that's where my journey started to just see and explore life differently. So what was your initial motivation going to uh, Tony's event, the UPW event? It was my lot. I I was uh, learning about Tony Robbins from those infomercials. I'm not sure if you remember those, but those infomercials really did inspire me. And and the way it actually worked was I was in a relationship with my girlfriend and it was Christmas day was coming up. Let's call it the 20th of December. And you're conversing and you're saying, Hey, what would you like for Christmas? And I can't remember what she wanted, but I knew what I wanted. I wanted Get the Edge by Tony Robbins. That's what I really wanted. It was his seven-day program and I knew that I needed to make some changes. I just wasn't sure how. And I just, I didn't know what I didn't know. So what I did then is I said to my girlfriend at the time, hey, baby, I want these, I want these CDs. Please get me these CDs. She knew I needed to make a change. It was evident in the relationship. I just wasn't as happy because I was reactionary to life and emotional about life. My my father, my dad had gotten really sick at the stage. So things were stacking on top of me and I knew I had to make a change. So the whole Tony Robbins thing just made sense. I saw the infomercial. I said, yes, that's what I want. I asked for her to get it for me and it didn't happen. I ended up getting like a football jersey and a, a, a football membership. And I remember like opening it up and just thinking, 
oh my goodness, this is not what I wanted. And I'm, I'm far from a selfish guy. That's probably the only thing I ever wanted most in my life. And I didn't get it. Um, about a week later, it started making sense because the relationship was over. So it was like, ah, oh, okay, right. I need to make some changes. So in that pain became my greatest gifts. I was never the same man after an experience like that because I, I think every man um, has that first love in their life and that first love can be the most traumatic because it's like you're embracing it wholly. So I had to come through that experience and grow and develop as a person. And through this experience, I learned the tools and strategies, how, how to be a better man and better person myself. And then business came after that. So you, uh, what I find is don't just stop with the self-growth internally start to actually learn the strategies and tactics in business so you can continually grow and work on yourself as a person and as a business as well. So that's really been, you could call it the trigger it was, um, for my journey, Chris. Yeah, that's awesome. I resonated with so many things that you mentioned and that you brought up and I, I want to jump onto all of them, but yeah, I also went through my first relationship. So I know where you're coming from with that and how it, you know, it's detrimental in life. And it just almost feels like it knocks you down the first time. But out of that, you grow. And I think like Steve Jobs also mentioned before, you know, you can only connect the dots, you know, looking backwards. So then you're like Absolutely. able to put things together and understand why things happen. Like you asked for the for the tickets to go to, to the Tony Robbins event. And it's actually lovely to hear that because I don't meet a lot of people that think like that. Like I don't, like I would have been that guy as well in Christmas going, that's what I want. And people are like, don't you want something else like clothes or don't you want, you know, I don't know, something material. And I'm like, I'm like, no, I want that event. I want that experience. I want to change my life. So it's, it's lovely to resonate with you on that. And the last thing you mentioned, which I think is quite awesome and impactful is, you say that it shouldn't stop with the personal growth and now you're all grown out and you, and you start to understand yourself. You should take that into business, start to explore yeah. that in life, start to see now you're going to open up new challenges when you start to explore those avenues, when you start building a business or going you know, into entrepreneurship, it's going to yeah. test all of those, those uh, areas of life. So there's something that you said uh, previously, not in the show, but what I read um, before is you said that you want to start with life first and then work on business because you, you need to get the business or your life right. And then you can get the business aligned. So let's jump onto that. I want to know exactly where you're coming from with that. Like, why would you say that? And why is that important? Sure. So your client invested in you for you to be at your best. That's the reason they're investing in you. So if you don't do the things in your life that are congruent and aligned with you, you are not going to be able to turn up best for your clients, the people that invest in for your time, energy, and emotional investment. Now, the challenge is most people are misaligned with their actions. Their words don't match their actions, which equals incongruence. But when your words and your actions are aligned, you're congruent, I call it soul alignment, and things start moving in your direction. If you're wondering why you're not sharing your message or creating content like this 
or you're not posting on social media or you're not attracting your ideal clients, it's because you have an incongruence in your life you must put under the microscope. Now, the challenge with this is it's scary and it's confronting. And the challenge with facing that is most people don't want to be admit that they have these incongruencies because they'd rather hide. They'd rather hide and stay away and say, okay, I'm not, everything's okay in my life. So what I recommend for each of us to do is to write a list of the things we love, whether that's yoga, whether that's holidays, first class, whether that's martial arts, whether that's boxing, um, a fine dining, whatever it is, whatever you need to do to be aligned. And what I mean by this is if your ultimate version of yourself is to go and eat at fine dining restaurants, why are you eating at cheap restaurants? Because these are the minor incongruencies that are stopping you. If you, if your vision, if you hold a vision of yourself, uh, your highest self, your highest self that goes to yoga each morning or goes to boxing class each morning and you stay in bed, that is going to impact you at a subconscious level and you aren't going to know why you can't achieve the things you really want to achieve. It's because you are incongruent with yourself, so you can't attract anybody else into your life. Nobody else is open to you because the, the truth is everybody else can see your ego. We all can see each other for exactly what we are, love, ego, and as soon as you have these incongruencies, it's like it's, like, it's, it's, a, it's a mag. everyone else is a magnifying glass, and this is what I love about the camera. The camera is a magnifying glass. You pull out your phone and you start recording people and they have incongruencies. Their first reaction is to cover up because they do not want to be on camera. So, but for those that are congruent, they're aligned with their life. You pull out the camera, they want to jump out in front of it. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's completely different. So that gives you a bit of a foundational understanding of what I mean by working on your life, then your business, rather than working on your business first, make sure things are aligned because no tactic anyone's going to teach you is going to work without the foundation there because um, you won't know what to do if you, you, you're not building on this steadfast, solid foundation that I'm, I'm speaking about here, Chris. That makes sense because if you're not uh, congruent to your values and you don't understand who you are at the core of a person um, or as a person, then you're going to be running uphill all the time. It's going to be a struggle. Yes. And I guess that's why a lot of people also pull out of business or they fail or, you know, whatever it's called, whatever they define as failing. But yes. um, yeah, so it, to me, it makes sense. Would you also say that's part of just finding uh, what, what people call these days passion, you know, what you are passionate about? Is that, would you say it's part of that? I would say it's part of that, but that's the start. Mm. So I used to, to say, you know, you find, find what you, you're passionate about, um, to find, and you'll find your purpose. And I think curiosity is a big part of this in the beginning. The great thing about like curiosity is it's usually derived from some, some sort of pain. Like pain can be the best gift in your life because you grow and you expand as a person. So I found, you know, passion, 
purpose usually comes from some sort of an experience in your life where you said, okay, enough's enough. I'm going to grow as a human being. So what I'd say is, yes, passion is important, but people tend to get bored really quickly because once they master something, they think that, okay, I'm going to go learn something new. What I would say is you've actually become an expert when you're bored. My whole journey is about finding boredom in the things I love because boredom creates consistent, boredom means you've been consistent and when you're consistent, you know how to create income. Most people aren't creating the income they want is because they're not bored yet. When you're bored, you, you just have the same income coming in time and time again, but they look at boredom as a, a, as a negative when I look at it as a positive yield. Yeah, that's a very interesting view of, of that. Thank you for adding that. And also, I think partly due to the fact that people tend to sort of fail or get distracted is also because people from the outside, you know, have their own opinions uh, and thoughts about us. What is your, what is your view on that? You know, you, you have the, the common sayings, something like what people think of you is none of your opinion or be unapologetically you. The truth is these are very accurate and I found that you must go through an internal journey to be aligned because the reason you care what other people think is because you're misaligned. When somebody points out and shines a magnifying glass on you and says they, they don't like you, um, you're a fraud, um, this is a scam, the correct response to that is not to see it because you're so busy in alignment on purpose that you just keep moving forward. Now, the challenge is everyone that has done something significant in their life has felt like a fraud in the beginning. There is not one person that arrives at a place and says, I'm ready. You just will not be ready. So what you want to do is you almost want to build the confidence in yourself by doing those tasks I mentioned earlier on, the things that get you aligned because when somebody puts a microscope on you and they will, you, you won't even see the microscope because when they have the microscope, you're thinking they're looking at you through a lens of, hey, I really want to learn from this person rather than a microscope of analysing because here's the truth. Those that find incongruencies in you are really finding incongruencies in themselves. You are only a mirror. This is all that's happening here. You're just mirroring back their deepest fears and deepest insecurities. So when somebody shines a light on what they're trying to find as incongruencies, that is solely a reflection on them and not on me or you. Yeah, that is key advice. Thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, what has been your biggest challenge up to date? And part of that, how have you overcome that? That's important. Yeah, I think that the biggest challenge each of us will find in the marketplace, and this is not mutually exclusive to me, is how authentic you can be with the market. How real and genuine can you be? How long are you going to dis how long are you going to play this game of filtered, of wearing a mask? of being this disingenuous person to the marketplace because you're scared of the marketplace really finding out who you are. Once you do that, everything else flows. 
You won't be able to do anything successfully for a long period of time unless you do this. Now, a few classic examples of this that are prominent in today's marketplace are people like Tony Robbins, Gary Vee, and Grant Cardone. They don't care what you think of them. The reason they don't care what you think of them is because they understand who they are. That's it. They, are, they don't, if you troll them, it's not a troll for them. It's good, it's good for them because the, the, the different shift for me was when somebody goes onto my Facebook or my social media or on Instagram, when somebody trolls me, I am genuinely excited because I know I am polarizing enough and genuine enough not to hide my own genuine self through fear. So most people are letting other people decide their social media content. Most people are letting other people decide how much they charge. Most people are letting other people decide their actual value instead of making a decision to say, here's how much I'm worth, here's what I'm going to charge, and I'm ready for the marketplace. If you like me or love me, great. If you don't like me, that's okay too. Let's just have a difference in opinion and let's move on because I only want to attract the soul, my soulmate clients, the people that are destined to work with me rather than those that we just have no real genuine energetic tie to. No, thank you. So would you then say your biggest challenge was finding yourself? My biggest challenge was not listening to anyone else and listening to me. You will go through a personal development journey and you will become who you listen to. I don't teach my clients to be like me. I teach them to be the best version of themselves. They are not a carbon copy of me. You will look at multiple people online and you won't see another version of Jack Murray or you won't see because I'm not copying anybody else. This is my voice. This is who I am and I'm willing to express it and I'm willing to attract and repel for the sake of clarity of everybody else. That is the biggest challenge, being giving yourself permission to be able to repel while attract at the same time rather than being vanilla so nobody pays attention to you and just deciding to hide out and, and be boring, basically. <laughs> Excellent. I think that's one of the main quotes for this entire show so far. It's, it's just being... So if you're listening, it's being just true and authentic to yourself and knowing that you need to be unique and we, we all want you to be the best version of you at the end of the day. So yeah, yes. Jack, I would assume that you then listen to or learn a lot from your mentors and you find value in mentorship. Yes, I do. I find value in different kinds of mentors, not just mentors within the personal development space. And what I mean by that is, I'll find mentorship in art. I'll travel to Paris and I'll go to the Louvre and I'll find insight from that. Or I'll go to my local cafe and, and meet a waiter and I'll find insight in that. What I find is I look for mentorship and insight with everywhere I go and I want to build connections, not just from, from um, well-known figures. The, the biggest challenge I think most coaches, consultants, entrepreneurs have is they put mentors on pedestals. You should never put a mentor on a pedestal because they're human just like you. And once you put them on a pedestal, you will start to seek insecurities. You will start to seek incongruencies just because you've made them out to be a perfect mentor. 
Be prepared to be disappointed if you're putting everybody else up on pedestals. You're not going to be invited onto the greatest podcasts if you're if you are idealistic about somebody else because they want to somebody else to be on their podcast that's an equal, that's somebody they can relate to. So what I'd say is start to live into who you want to become rather than one day setting up a destination for who you want to become, Chris. So yeah, it just feels to me like how you mentioned when you put someone onto a pedestal, you're actually opening up a gap between the two of you and that is just totally unnecessary, you know? Yes, well and that's, said. And that's always going to keep you separated. So yes. I, love, I love that advice that you've just given. And I think that's also partly, um, that partly runs into the next question that I actually had is if we want to reach a new level in our own lives, um, we need to, in a way, stretch our thinking to new levels. And how would you say is the best way of going about stretching our thinking, whether that's in business, life, relationships, and so forth? Sure. Mm. Sure. Got it. In that aspect, you, you need a mentor. Now, the challenge is most people choose mentors who hold a similar opinion to them. Mm. You need a mentor that holds a difference in opinion to you but has the life that you want to live. But here's the thing, not just the life you want to live. I'm not talking about the Instagram life. I'm talking about the values you want to experience. How are they with their families? How are they with their, their relationships in their life? How are they with the Uber driver or the taxi driver? How are they with the waitress? These are all core foundational values. I recommend that each of us start with in a mentor. Then, yes, take a look at their life and take a look at how they're living. But here's the thing. Choose a mentor that doesn't normalize or keep you safe where you're at. Because your job as a mentor is to gracefully stretch your clients, gracefully, by asking for permission. That is what a mentor is there to do. Because what a mentor is not there to do is to give you an online program and say, hey, go through this and take a look at it and leave you to their own devices. We've got like this big scaling myth going on. Create an online program, ship it out, great. But the challenge with that is, is you don't create a sole connection with your clients. So they take the tactics and the program and they leave. What your clients are really looking for is somebody that's going to emotionally invest in them, somebody that has their best interests at heart. If a prospect comes to me, an aspiring client comes to me and says, Jack, I want to work with you, I need to be spiritually invested within that person before I can spiritually and physically ask money from that aspiring client. So what I would prefer to do is I prefer to attract and repel and screen everybody that comes and works with me. And what this does, it creates a long-time client long-time client value, my clients come and work with me for years and years and years. They don't just come and get a program and then leave. I, like that just doesn't happen anymore. They stay with me. So they sign up for like six months and then they say for another six months and then another six months and another six months versus what happens with most agreements is you like sign a contract and you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to pay off this period of time. And you, you end up two weeks into the program and you're like, oh, I don't really like this program because it's not what I expected. Well, you expected something that you, if you're, 
if your if your mentor is asking you to sign a contract, it's probably a good idea that they're probably not going to be that much of a good mentor because my clients don't sign contracts. They that, what they sign with me is what I call a soul agreement. A soul agreement is you are aligned and you are congruent and you have integrity with everything we do. And if you're misaligned, you find a way to get aligned and then they find ways to come up with the money and build a business that way rather than overly using this logical brain that just doesn't seem to attract the results that they want. So what I'm saying here is get a mentor that's going to hold you to a higher level but not hold you accountable. You can only hold you accountable. I can't hold you accountable. Don't expect to invest in me for me to hold you accountable. All I'm going to do is give you an invitation to hold yourself accountable for what you want. And if you choose to live into that, I can help you. If not, you're going to have to suffer the consequences of that. I've also found a lot of my mentorship in things like uh, books and stuff where I've tried to catch on to other people's thinking, you know, their, their mindset. I try to absorb how they think and why they think the way they think. So that's also been a way for me to level up my thinking. And I appreciate that you shared your way. And I, I do think it's true where you, when you, you get people into your life, especially when it's a mentor or coach, you, they need to be in the position of challenging you and challenging you to get out of your shell and out of your way of thinking. Sure. But you just mentioned something very interesting. You, you spoke about spiritual contracts and I've never heard anyone do something of that sort. So it sounds to me like initially it sounds different. It's like against the stream. It's, yes. it's an unusual way of doing business. So yes. where does that come from? How do you do a spiritual contract? I mean, there's so much fear in this world. How did you decide to take that route to do a spiritual contract with someone? Listen, I love that. It sounds like an awesome idea, but how does it work? And does it work? Yes. I have never, let me give you an example. I have never had a client break a spiritual contract, ever. They've never defaulted on payments, ever. I, so what do you think happens when you send a client through a contract? What you're really saying to them is, I don't trust you at an energetic level, you, like you're already starting the relationship off on an incongruence. If I need to send a client a contract, I'm, I must be worried they're not going to honour their words with actions. I just must be. Because what I found is the way you create a spiritual contract is through three things. Number one, you've got to be clear on the terms of engagement. Like what are you going to deliver them? That's, that's the logical explanation to that. But beyond that, you need to have clear boundaries. Like you need to be super clear. When are we talking? When am I going to help you? When am I going to serve you? So an example of this, my clients know that if, you, if we're going to converse, you're probably going to hear from me in between 9 to 12 on weekdays. I am not going to respond to you out of those hours. That's just not within my boundaries. Uh, that's out of my boundaries. That breaks a boundary. Why it breaks a boundary is because I want to lead by example with for them and their clients. If you're responding to clients at any time of the day, you know, this whole traditional nine to five thing, you are not going to have the lifestyle. If you're there responding to clients on your phone while you're like at the restaurant with your um, beloveds, you, and you are breaking a spiritual contract with your wife or your partner. And your clients are going to be like, oh, 
that's interesting. So I might go and do the same thing and they're going to suffer the consequences of that. So there are rules to a spiritual contract. It's much more powerful rather than getting somebody's worn out signature on a piece of paper that they are probably not going to abide by. I'd rather set up an agreement based on terms of engagement, boundaries and standards. Standards are like this predetermined way we interact with each other. An example, I don't do email. Like you were pulling teeth to get emails from me today. They just don't arrive in my inbox, do they? Like, like I, I want them to, but spiritually they just don't arrive. And I'm like, why would I do email? They never arrive. So, but Facebook messages seem to arrive. So I'm just going to talk via Facebook. It makes it a lot easier. So my clients don't have my email. They don't have my contact number because let's be honest, if you have a contact number, what you're really saying is just interrupt me at any time of the day. I'll be ready for you. And that's just not the truth. What I want is I want to make sure I do things on my terms so I can be the best for my clients when I respond to them whether that be on Facebook, whether that, which it's usually just on Facebook or sometimes Instagram, rather than the traditional means of jumping on a call and answering a call and saying, oh, hey, I'm just in the middle of something, but yeah, um, how can I help you? Like that does not make sense at a, at a spirit level to me. So what I found is sharing these principles and these tools will, will attract people that will see the value in these tools rather and it will also repel people because they'll say, well, how do you live without email? I don't send emails. I don't like them. I don't see the point in them. Like, I'm sorry, but I can't do what isn't aligned with me and congruently attract my ideal client. So that's my experience. I love where you're coming from. Uh, enjoy uh, the energetic level that you putting all these things on. Um, like you said, it's a spiritual view. It's a spiritual perspective and also a subconscious way of dealing with the world in a way. And I'm just curious to see like, where did that come from? How did you first get that insight of, no, I'm going to do things this way. Was it partly due to you just finding out who you are, but also there, there's obviously a lot of science behind why the subconscious is so strong and why we are, you know, how they've seen that we are actually, actually spiritual beings in a physical body. So, what was that time when you got that insight and you shifted and how you did business and how you dealt with people in general? I've been doing this for a long time now. It's mm. been 10 years. Um, 10, oh, it's been 12 years. I, I used to say 10, so it's been 12. Now, the, the, the thing about this journey is I base what I teach you about based on reality, what has worked for me, not mm. based on what you would like to hear, not based on what sounds great, but based on what has actually worked for me. And you asked that the, in, a, in a roundabout way, and I think this is a great way to, to add some further context to it, um, you can have a legal contract and send that out to your client or you can create a spiritual agreement or spiritual contract with your clients. I have had numerous clients default when they're on a legal contract, numerous clients. It gets hard, they give up, they, they, they don't pay. It gets, you know, it gets a bit uncomfortable, they withdraw. Um, they, they refuse to do the work. 
I've never had that with and when I have a spiritual contract with someone because the contract, the signature is integrity. Integrity is a much more powerful connection with somebody because you can grow and you hold integrity and they hold integrity and their clients hold integrity rather than some kind of signature based on law in the, the physical realm that, you know, you've got to go to a judge for, to enforce that, which you probably would never do because it wouldn't be worth your time. So why would you do it? Are you trying to scare people into paying you? I'm not. If you don't want to invest in me, just don't come and invest in me. Don't, let's not work together. I'm cool with that. I just want the right people to work with me. And that is how clients work with me on an ongoing basis. A great example of this, my clients pay me on time or before their due date. They pay me tens of thousands before their due date just because they want to continually share the energetic congruence so they can experience the energetic congruence in their world as well. If you want your clients to pay you on time in full and in speed, with speed, it's probably a good idea for you to pay your mentors on time in full and with speed. And the advanced area of that is maybe pay them ahead of time or maybe pay them a bit extra. <laughs> so these are the, the foundational philosophies that are going to allow for you to have a deeper connection with your clients rather than this contractual agreement that we're so used to being taught um, and it just does not work. Like you see it in literally so many Facebooks, Facebook groups over in, in the industry. How do I get my clients to pay? Well, and they say, well, I had an agreement or a, a legal agreement they didn't pay. That's because you didn't you didn't sign a signature for them to sign a, a signature with their integrity and congruence. You just asked them to sign with their, their signature itself. I've got a question on fear. Um, I actually saw when I went through your content uh, that you actually skydived before. And yes. I've also skydived and it was one of the most thrilling experiences in my entire life, but also one of the most the scariest almost um, yes. you know, beforehand. And that to me, it feels like it's a, it's a great example of an analogy to, to life and business is we're also, we're always scared beforehand. We're always fearful of a lot of things. And, you know, the, the, the journey from where you start thinking about it until you jump out of the plane is always a scary part. And I feel it doesn't always need to be as scary and we can rather try and embrace the, the journey in a way. And my question to you is uh, we want to break through fear. So how would you say we can break through that and start enjoying the, the moment and start seeing fear as something that we can use to our advantage? How would you define that? My response to that is saying fear is an emotional state that you do. So because Fear is a tricky one because fear is something you, you do. Like it is, it is a physical experience for you. A, a perfect example of that is, you know, at the, t the time I think it was I took seven or eight of my clients um, skydiving. Um, let's say six of those clients were in a great emotional, energetic state. Um, but one of those clients actually came to the event the day before and said to me, Jack, 
Um, my doctor said I can't do this. And I didn't ask about the medical condition because it was none of my business. Mm. And I said, okay, but do you want to do it? Because they're two very different things. Like if you want to do something and you let fear stop you, that's when you should probably break through fear. But if you don't want to do it, fine, I get it, just don't do it. But my question for him was, do you want to do it? And he said, yes, I want to do it. And I said, well, great, let's do it then. And he said, but what about my doctor? And this was in front of the room and you could feel the room tighten up because he was like, but what about my doctor? And I said, I'm not saying go against doctor's advice, but if you want to do it, I'd say do it. That, that's my advice. Um, mind you, there were no disclaimers and the, all these kinds of things. I, I don't play around. And if you, if you die or get injured, that's on you. That's your decision. I, I can't do anything about that. <laughs> like you're going to have to be responsible for what you do. I like, and that's just it. Anyway, that didn't happen. So what happened is I said, here's what I'm going to request of you. It's an invitation. You can choose not to take it, but here's my invitation. Tomorrow, which was a Sunday, we're going to be there at 11 o'clock. Um, come and arrive and, you know, we'll talk about it. Come support everybody else. And then he, we were all signed up. We all already had our backpacks on. We were just about to put our backpacks on, actually. And he arrived. So I think it was a bit strategic, right? I'm going to get there just before, you know, just to be <laughs> just strategic about it. And then I said to him, so, hey, you've arrived. Congratulations. Do you want to do this? And you could see the fear physically within him. And his, his, his face was, was red and it was this, you know, when people are very hesitant and he mm. goes, oh, yes. And I said, okay, so at some stage to get everything else you want in your life, you're going to have to face this fear. I don't make the rules up. It's just the way it is. This is just a metaphor for everything else you're experiencing. So if you can face this, things are going to become a lot easier in your life and I just needed for him to say yes in a second because that's all I needed. And he said yes. And I, I pointed out to my guy that buckled me up and I said, okay, great. I said, buckle him up. I'm going to go pay his bill <laughs> for him. And I said, you, you can send this back into my account later because it's your emotional energy and it's your financial commitment, but you need to get strapped in right now. And as he was getting strapped in, he physically you could see him tightening up and then I just had a word with him and I said, are you doing this or not? Because now is the only time to back out. If you're in, let's do it or, or not. And he goes, I'm in. So he made a real decision in that moment. I'm in. Great. The whole time on the bus, he was sitting on his own, pretty much stone face, just like holding his strength. <laughs> we got up in the air and we dived and I remember nodding to him just before he, he made his plunge and we got on the ground and we celebrated and that was a moment for him. And after that moment, I asked him, how was it? And he was like, I was scared shitless is the word to use, but it was easy after I'd made the decision. And I said, great. So it wasn't about the skydiving. That's just a metaphor for everything you do in life. Just remember that and that was his moment. And from that moment, we've had this soul connection I'm talking about because I helped him through an emotional state that most people would have let him succumb to. 
I wasn't willing to do that if he said he wanted to do it. If he said he didn't want to do it, I would have said, fine, leave you to your own devices. But here's the thing. Most people in their lives are using doctors, finances, time as an excuse. It is not an excuse. Decide and then actually go for what you're after because those excuses are really what, are what you know, are fueling this fear. So it was a great experience for him, Chris. Yeah, I think that that also shows a, a great trait in you, a great trait also in coaches is to, like we said in the beginning, is to bring the best out of someone and to be able to invest in them emotionally and not just, you know, let it go when it doesn't need to be let go. When it, when it, ex- when it is exactly that point where you then say, I can see deeper into you. I can see that you want to do this. I can feel actually that yes. this is something that you need to do. Not even see, but being able to feel something, sure. feel that connection. Yes. And, um, yeah, I think part of enjoying life more and make it, making it more rewarding is being able to take the courage and step into that fear. And another thing I found is that, or what I find is that we need to define what success and failure means to us. So I want to know what yeah. does, what is to you does success and failure mean? Like, how do you differentiate and what is the definition in that for you? My definition is my clients sharing their ultimate gifts with their clients and their authentic way and voice. So really what I help my clients do is see, I see the vision of who they want to become before they do. That's my whole role. I need to see what they're capable of. And if I can't um, stretch them and if I can't see their potential further than where they can, I am not the mentor for them. So I will not accept emotional or spiritual responsibility to support somebody if I can't see them in where they go in 2022, 2023, 2024. I have already developed this internally for my clients because I because I believe in what they can achieve. So here's the thing. The success for me is not only seeing my clients do what they have created, but seeing their clients. So I want to create a butterfly effect, a bit like what we were talking about earlier on with Tony Robbins. It really is this butterfly effect because I have clients, 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 clients now that they wouldn't have much of an idea that, hey, it was the energetic tie that I created with this individual that has stemmed throughout this lineage. And, but at, and that to me is the ultimate success, seeing my clients successful because I found my own success to be very, um, very unfulfilling. Each time I've achieved a certain level of success on my own, especially financially, without um, bringing other people with me, um, it, is, it has been a moment rather than a real internal gratification. That's just been my personal experience. What is part of your daily routine? Have you got like a morning routine of some set of uh, rituals or uh, routines that you run that helps you view things like you are viewing it currently, like just sets you up for success or sets you up to, to have Whatever that perspective? Whatever I'd like to do. Whatever I'd like to do. So I think the challenge within the marketplace is people set up too many things for them to fail. You don't follow through of your rituals for a few days and you feel like a failure. So you go back into this downward spiral. I do exactly what I enjoy to do. 
which is serve my clients. You know, I'll go for it. I do a lot of um, calisthenics, sort of exercising, body weight exercising. I enjoy that. I'll do some boxing. Um, I'll do some martial arts. But if I don't want to go do boxing and martial arts, I'm not going to go beat myself up about it. I'm going to be like, I don't feel like going. Great. I will check on within and I'll be like, here's what I want to do within this moment rather than saying, here's what I must do in this moment. That is what works for me. Some people need these rituals every day and they say, like Tony says, like his hour of power, which is some form of meditation, which really does help. But I find if I'm congruent and spiritually connected with me, I attract so much more in my life. Like that's how I stay congruent. So no specific magic routines or anything like that. Just what I enjoy doing works perfectly for me. <laughs> that's quite a mature uh, perspective on life, I feel. To me, that feels very mature and very you're very aware and conscious of who you are and where you're going in life. And I really respect that. So as, as we get to the end of this uh, awesome interview, I just want to know, are there any resources that people can go and look at? Um, how do people get in contact with you? Like, how can we get into the mindset of Jack Murray? Sure. Um, Chris, I want to say thank you for the opportunity of connecting with you um, through this process. It's been you know how to interview so well and I, I really do honour you for that because I've been on many podcasts and they're not all the same. So thank you for giving me an opportunity to share my message with your audience and thank you for creating a platform um, because I understand the work, the time and emotional energy that goes into creating anything. So thank you so much. Um, this here is my new book. It's called Million Dollar Mentor. So this book... It's a let's call it 90 pages, 100 pages of what we've spoken about here today. It's all based on the experience of how do you create deep and meaningful relationships with your clients so they work with you for long periods of time instead of trying to market your way to success by creating a website, by creating another funnel. I'm going to show you on how to go deep with your clients. So they really get you at an energetic soul level. And so you get them at an energetic soul level. So they want to work with you indefinitely. And this is when a prospect says, oh, Jack, how long would I ideally work with you? My response is indefinitely would be best for the both of us. And they're the kinds of strategies that I talk about in this book. But that's not a strategy based on, oh, that's a cool thing to say. That's a strategy based on congruence because I know that that prospect or that client is, is and I'm worthy of their investment over and over again because I'm committed to continual growth. So Million Dollar Mentor is the book and where they can get it is jackmurraybook.com. So it's a very easy place to find the book, jackmurraybook.com. Now, the way this works is I'm giving the book away for free. So I actually cover the charge of the book. So I take the money from my own pocket. This book here is worth about 9 or $8 to actually print out. So when you order the book from me, I will go and print out this book on a print-on-demand service. And then I will ship it out to you. All I ask is for you to cover the postage and handling, so which is about $9. And if you're overseas somewhere, I will cover the difference. 
So I really want to share these strategies with you because I know the difference they'll make in your life. And even if it's a net yield for me in the beginning, I know it comes around in full circle. It's just been my experience. So I'm very happy to cover that in the beginning because I've found the more I can share these strategies with people, um, the better off they're going to be in their life. So that's my little, you could call it plug um, for <laughs> for what I have. And it's not even really a plug because it's just so valuable and it, it's for free. Awesome. So Jack, closing question. What is your yes. advice to someone out there who's given up uh, on their belief in themselves? Stop it. So you are worth paying full price for everything you want in your life. Start to decide that you're going to start paying full price. Don't look for discounts. Don't look for cheap. Don't look for quick. Don't look for anything else rather than making a deep commitment to yourself. Stop buying into this belief that you're not enough, that you're not worthy enough because you are, but the, the world will only value you as much as you value yourself. And the only way the world will value you is if you display your values. Jack, thank you so much for just practicing courage and leading with I can feel this. Uh, leading with authenticity and integrity uh, is very rare from what I've come across. And yeah, keep working on your craft. And thank you for sharing some wisdom and insights with us today. I'm going to connect for everyone listening. I'm going to connect all the links to his book and to his socials in the uh, show notes of this episode. So if you want to go and have a listen uh, to what we spoke about or just see the key quotes that I pulled out from the show and yeah, go and get his book. I mean, it's there. He's he's covering all the costs. You just need to cover the shipping and handling and get a ton of value. And I, I'm sure that's not just going to be for business, but that can carry into other areas of life as well. And it's going to impact your relationships going forward. So yeah, Jack, thank you for all of that. Thank you so much, Chris. Thanks again. Cheers. There we go. That is it for this episode. I hope you felt that authenticity that came through through Jack's conversation with me and you know you felt that congruence that confidence that he speaks about when he speaks and that to me is so inspiring I hope it inspired you as well I hope some of the the advice in this episode helped you stretch your thinking and maybe can help you become more congruent with your life going forward I hope that you can build relationships more authentically and just strengthen your mindset as that is the that is the goal of this podcast. That is the goal of this show is to just inspire and help you strengthen your mindsets. So yeah, other than that, thank you so much for listening. And I really hope that you got value out of that. And as always, I hope that you learn something new that you can apply into your life. Please apply these things, put them into practice to start creating a difference in your life. And as I mentioned in the intro of this episode, if you are struggling with that or you want to chat more about things or you want to find like-minded people who speak about these things get onto the facebook community go on there go onto the website join the facebook community we're going to start chatting soon about all the amazing things that we speak about in these episodes and then secondly if you want to get in touch i'd love for you to tell me how this episode went or what you learned or anything just get in touch via instagram the face or the facebook community or lastly you can also get in touch via email it's info at exploringpossibility.co.za. You can also get that through our website. And like I said, let me know which part of the episode was your favorite. Let me know what you learned. Let me know if you've got any questions or just give me like a holler if you want to, I don't know, chat about anything. I'd love to get in touch with 
my listeners and I'd love to start building some real relationships. Other than that, I'll see you in the next episode of Exploring Possibility. And yeah, don't be afraid to explore and just find that possibility.